Welcome and thank you for joining us for the Church by the Glades podcast. If you would like more information about Church by the Glades, including service times and directions, visit cbglades.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. What up, 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 Church by the Glades? What's happening? Come on, I want to start by welcoming everybody joining us all around the world online. We got Daysiah, we got Homestead, we got Lake Worth Beach, we got people literally joining from Dubai, LA, Oklahoma City. Let's give a hand clap to everybody joining us all around the world online. It's awesome. Fans, good to see you guys. For those of you guys that may be new, my name is Scott Williams. I'm a, I'm a guest, but I'm not a guest. I'm a part of the Church by the Glades family. I've adopted myself into the family, and it is good to be back because here's the deal. Like, one thing I do is like, I have two sons. My oldest son uh, is in dental school. My youngest son plays college football. So from the beginning of September until right about now, I can't speak anywhere that has Saturday service because I'm at my son's football games. I think I've missed maybe five games since he was like in the fifth grade. So I don't miss games, always there. And so anyway, so football season is officially over except for bowl games and all that kind of stuff. But here's the like, I'm excited to be back at Church by the Glaze. I'm gonna let you guys know, like I just drank an energy drink. So like, I'm gonna let you guys know, like, like I already speak fast, either that or you listen really slow, one of the two. But you're going to have to keep up today, but we're, we're going to have some fun. I, I love traveling. I'm always going places. I've still been speaking at church to have a service on Sunday only because I can fly in early Sunday morning, but flying around. And here's the deal. Like, every time I'm flying around, I always have like a couple of options as far as how I move around and transport in that city. Either I'll, I'll get a driver or I'll rent a Turo or sometimes I'll do a rental car, right? So it's always those options. And then once I get in the vehicle or whatever the situation is, the, the question that, that, that you're asking always is the never-ending debate is like, which GPS do you use, right? And so like, there's three different options. Here in a minute, we're going to settle this debate because you guys are going to vote on it. Online, you're going to type it in and let us know. So here's your three options before we vote. Now, you're not voting right now. Your three options are ways, which I'm going to go ahead and be biased. I think that's of God because His ways are better than our ways. But anyway, that's all that thing. <laughs> and then you got Google and you got maps, right? Okay, so all of my folks that say maps is the way to go, by show of hands and cheer, okay, maps, all right. Kind of y'all are not very loud, but y'all got your hands up, right? It's the young people that like maps. They can't even drive. And they're saying, Dad, you need to use maps. What about Google? Google by show of hands, hey? Google the old folks. Old folks got Google, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Android, I don't know, whatever it is. And then, how about my ways, folks? Ways, folks, by show hands. See, one thing about ways, folks, like we loud and noisy. We like to let people know what's going on on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing about ways, it lets you know when, when the police are in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I need to know that. I just want to be able to wave at them. I don't know where they are so I can wave. Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, yeah, road hazards and things on the side of the road. So like, I ain't gonna lie, like I like ways. I've always been a fan of ways. My boy's like, dad, ways is never ride, doesn't do this, doesn't do that. And recently I was riding in, a, in an Uber or whatever. And like, and I'm just trying to tell you guys, like Waze has been giving me a little bit of problems recently. Like one time I was in Florida and like I had Waze and I'm driving to my location. True story. Waze had me in the water. You know what I'm saying? Waze had me in the water. Like, I should have rented a boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, my brother can't swim either. So, anyway, like, so, like, Waze, like, that's the deal. Like, 
I was in a, an Uber, and the Uber driver, this guy was cool, had a really cool setup. And, and some of you guys know a lot of the, the Uber drivers, they do Uber and Lyft, so they'll have like the dual phones. This guy had like an iPad here, and he had an iPad here. He had a phone here and a phone here. So he had like the double setup. And so I'm like, this guy is serious. He's a professional. He had snacks in the back and all that. I'm like, let me ask him, like, which one do you use, right? And I asked him, he said, I'll be honest with you, like, I used to use Waze, but I don't use Waze anymore because Waze is of the devil. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, the problem with Waze, it used to be good, but now it takes me to destinations that I don't want to go to. I said, oh, Uber driver preaching a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of had like some revelation. Like, oh, and it reminded me of this, is that the devil makes a horrible GPS. Because if you allow the devil to be the one that's doing your navigation for life, he's going to take you to dead ends. He's going to take you to a whole bunch of U-turns, and he's going to take you to destinations that may look good along the way, but you're not going to like where you end up. And many of you, like, that's your life. You've been moving around, and, and you've been allowing the devil to be your navigation system. And so I'm thinking about it. Like, I want you to think about it. What if the devil was your navigation says, because I, I promise you this, is that the devil, like, he, he, wants to, he wants to guide your life. He wants to guide you in a direction. And many of you guys, like, that's what he's been doing. That's the reason why you find yourself here today or you're online, because you've been in a situation where you've allowed the devil to be your GPS. And you had a situation, I want you to think about the situation that's been the worst situation of your life, the darkest place you've had in your life. I can guarantee you that the devil was your navigation. And as I was sitting here thinking about like, okay, what am I going to speak today? And I'm thinking about the devil being the navigation. The title of today's message is, If I Were the Devil. I want you to turn around to your neighbor and say, if he was the devil. Turn around to your other neighbor, but he ain't the devil. Turn around to the person behind you and say, but he gonna preach like he is the devil. Here's the deal, like, sometimes when I get up here, I'm doing some preaching. Other times I'm doing some teaching. Today I'm going to do some teaching and some preaching. <laughs> and, and, the, and the last time I was here, yeah, y'all can clap for that, because I'm going to be doing some preaching, but I'm going to do some teaching of God's Word. The last time I was here, I preached on one verse. I don't know if y'all remember that. It was Proverbs 18, 21. It was one verse. And as I was preparing for this message, I, I'm, I'm looking through John 10 as I'm reading the text. I get to verse 10, I literally take a pause there. It's a verse I've read hundreds of times. But this particular time that I read it, I felt like in my spirit, like you're supposed to preach just this one verse. Everybody say one verse. So I'm gonna take this one verse and I'm going to really unpack it. So John 10, 10, here's what the Bible says. I want you to let this sink in before we unpack this one verse. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came, this is Jesus speaking, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. So Jesus is saying the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. 
And when I'm, I'm an illustration guy, so I love visual. So I try to think of like, what's the best visual I can use to represent life? Or what does life look like? And as I begin to think about it, the only thing that I think really comes to mind and represents life is the hourglass. Everybody say hourglass. And the amazing thing about this hourglass is that, like, it, it really, as the sand begins to flow through the hourglass, it's this great representation of, of the past. Like, all of your past and the past situations, the past has already happened, right? But it is also, it represents at the top, it's going to be the future. And the future is flowing through this little bitty piece here that we call the present, and so you think about the hourglass, all the sand, all the decisions as I was talking about, like the decisions that I made to whether it's to not miss my son's football game or to do the things that I do. It's all about these decisions that we make in the present moment. Many of you guys, you made a decision to be here today. That's this present moment. You're online. You made a decision to be here today online. Many of you made a decision last night that you're not proud of, but you made a decision to be here today. And that's what you did, so that's the present. So that, you think about this hourglass, like, and as God is saying, and Jesus is saying, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But today we're talking about the devil. Jesus gives us his game plan. And that's one thing I love about it. He's not sneaky at all. Jesus tells you this is what the devil's going to do. And he uses the word only. In other words, he said this is all that he does. And so if you're taking notes, here's the three things I would do if I were the devil. Everybody say three things. Online, go ahead and type in three things. Here's the first thing I would do if you're taking notes is this, is I would steal everything that belongs to you. Everybody say steal. steal. Let's look at the first part of John 10, 10. The what, the who, the thief comes only to steal. We can stop right there. Jesus is saying the thief, he comes only, he's got an agenda. His agenda is to do what is to steal. And I've told you before when I preach that, that some preachers, like, when they're preaching and they like to share the Greek words because they want to pontificate and show you how much of a brilliant scholar they are. I ain't one of those preachers, you know what I'm saying? But every now and again, I think it's important to pull out the Greek word so as we're doing some teaching that you will have a better understanding. So the Greek word for steal, it literally is klepto. Everybody say klepto. And it means to steal or to commit theft. Sound familiar? It's the root word from which the English term kleptomania or kleptomaniac is derived, referring to a disorder characterized by an inability to resist the urge to steal. In other words, like the devil can't resist the urge to steal. He's always been a thief. If you look back to the Old Testament, I mean, in the garden, he wanted to steal. He wanted to steal the adoration of the angels. He wanted to steal God's throne. Like, he's always been a thief. That's what he's always come to do. He's always come to steal. He wants to steal. He wants to steal. And he wants to steal. Because you think about it, a kleptomaniac, they don't care what they steal. They just want something that's not theirs. And what you got to understand about the enemy is that he wants to steal everything that you have. What you have is what he wants. What are the things that are good to you? If you're healthy, he wants your health. If your kids are doing amazing, he wants your kids. If you have peace, he wants your, your peace. He wants to give you anxiety. If you have questions, he wants to continue to have questions and doubt. If it's division, he wants to steal like that. All these things you have, he wants to steal all the things that matter to you. You've been sober for 10 years. He wants to steal your sobriety. 
You've been going to church and you've had uh, man, positive weeks for six weeks. You've been going to church. He wants to steal that consecutive record. You've had a, a win streak on the Bible app. He wants to steal that. Think about the things that are good to you, that matter to you. Your relationship, your job, your success in school, the positive things that people think about you. The, the, the images that, that people see about the things that God is doing amazing in your life, he wants to steal all of that. What are those things that you hold on to that you think are well, that you think are going great? He wants to steal those things. And you're like, what does he want to steal? That. That that's good and that's that bad. He wants to steal it and make it worse. That's who the enemy is. He's a, he's a thief. That's what he does. I mean, think about it. And one thing he knows, he's like, he's like if this represents life, he's like, you know what? If I can just come in, because y'all think the enemy's just going to show up with, with some red horns and a pitchfork, that's not how the enemy's going to show up. He's going to show up sliding into your DMs if he can just steal a little bit of your purity. You said you're coming to rally and you're making positive moves and, and I'm going to wait and I'm going to do this. He's going to say, what can I do to steal this? You've been wanting to be in a relationship and you know that you need a godly man or a godly woman, but you know what? He wants to steal that desire that you have because he wants you to settle because he knows that if he can just steal just a little bit what's going on, all I got, I don't got to steal the big things. You got peace, I'm going to give you anxiety and worry. You, you, you feel like you got answers, you're, you're getting positive strides. You know what? I'm going to give you lots of questions, and that's what he's doing. He's just trying to pry around the little areas of your life because he knows if I can just steal the little things, it will open up the doors to the, the big things and the things that matter. So I want you to think about it. Like, what is it that the enemy is trying to steal from you? And here's what I understand. Some of you guys know my story. I used to be a prison warden. And one thing about working in corrections, my folks at Day CI and Homestead will understand this, is that here's what you got to know. The only way the enemy can steal something from you is if you allow him to. In other words, like in, in, in corrections and in law enforcement, like there, there's, there's, a, there's a crime and then there's somebody that's called an accessory to a crime. I'm here to tell you that the only way the enemy can steal anything from you is if you're an accessory to the crime. So if the enemy has stole something from you, if you find yourself in a rough situation, it's because you've opened the doors and you're an accessory to that crime. There's a, an accessory before the fact and after the fact. Like, you're like, accessory, like, you know what? I know I shouldn't hang around these cats and I shouldn't do this, but you're going to go hang around them anyway. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And you know it's not going to result in something good. Others of you, you're there, an accessory after the fact, and you know you should be leaving. That situation, that person, that relationship, that job, that whatever it is, you shouldn't be there because you know it's not leading you towards and closer to God. But you stay in that situation. You know what? You're an accessory. There's so many people that are in our prisons that are there because they're an accessory. And the enemy loves that you're an accessory, right? I'm just going to keep it real honest. Like, you guys know I only keep it one way, and that's what? A buck. I keep it 100. And the same is true for my life. And my story, the enemy wants to, he wants to get to you. And what you got to understand is that if the enemy can't get to you, he will go through you. He will go through you and go to your spouse and to your kids and whatever. And that's my story. Like, I was married for over 20 years. My marriage ended in divorce. And I'm just going to go ahead and be real honest. Like, it wasn't anything that I did. I honored my covenant. I did everything according to the Bible. I honored my position as a pastor. I had biblical grounds to do so. I'm not going to share all the details. You just have to read between the lies. I mean the lines. You know what I'm saying? Just read between the... <laughs> 
But like things, things are different, but, here, but here's what you got to understand. Here's what you need to know. Just know this, that you need to know that, that I'm good, that my kids are fantastic, and that God is amazing no matter what happens. That's what you got to understand. Because things are different now. You know, going to be like, like, last time I dated, like, a brother had a pager. <laughs> Page me. You know what I'm saying? Young folks, you'll know what I'm talking about. Ask your mom and them. You know what I'm saying? Right? But I'm sitting here thinking, this is why it's important. Sometimes in life, you got to make tough decisions. You can do all the right things and still not get the outcome that you thought that you wanted. But here's the deal, but as long as you're staying close to God, you stay close to God, you lead into God, your hands are clean. And I say, God, like, I trust you. I'm going to lead into you. Because here's what you got to understand is this. If you continue to dance with someone that's committed to dancing with the devil, eventually you're going to get burned. Oh, let me say that for those in the back that might not have heard it. If you continue to dance with someone who's committed to dancing with the devil, eventually, sir, ma'am, young lady, eventually you're going to get burned. That's what you got to understand. Like, you, you, get, you can't do that because the enemy's coming to steal everything that you have. Second thing, if you're taking notes, is this. If I, was the, if I were the devil, I would do this. I would kill your faith. Everybody say kill. When we hear that word kill, we're thinking like, hey, let's go ahead and read what the Bible says. It's the first part again. The thief comes only, this is important, only to steal and kill. And we hear that word kill. Many of you are like us, like, you know, you look at it like, yo, like kill, like, you know, you think of murder or whatever. Again, this is the time when it's important for us to go to the Greek, right? The Greek, the Greek word for kill is literally thuo. Everybody say thuo. And thuo means to slaughter or sacrifice. It's often used in the context of religious offerings and sacrifice. So it's a religious term. And so we think about kill, but like what he wants to do is he wants to, the things that are important to you, at the beginning he wants to steal all the stuff that you have, all your possessions, all your belief, all the whatever. But here he wants to get into to the core of what you believe and who you are because I, he knows this is like, I, I got all the stuff, I know things are disrupted, but if I can get into your mind, into your beliefs, and the things that your grandma and them taught you, and the things that Pastor David is teaching you, the things that your Bible is teaching you, if I can begin to shake those things, then I got you. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to kill everything about. He wants you to sacrifice. Here's what he wants you to sacrifice. He wants you to sacrifice what you believe for what he believes. Oh, it, it really don't matter. I'm, I'm not that spiritual anymore. He wants you to sacrifice what you believe, what God's word teaches you for what he believes. Because he knows if he can get your beliefs, he's got you. Not only does he have you, but he has your son, sir. He has generations, he's that baby, that grandbaby. He had like, he's got the future if he can just get your beliefs because beliefs are the things that carry on. These things that you have, you can lose all of that. But if you will hold true to who you are, and that's why no matter what I've gone through, I can come through and I'm not gonna be burned by the enemy because I'm gonna walk through. My hands are gonna be clean. I'm gonna trust that God's gonna take care of it. What are those things for you? People are losing their faith now. Some people, they, they don't go to a church because he knows like, man, you're going to go to that church? Come on, man. He's a white pastor. <laughs> Some of y'all laughing because your mama and them said that to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but that's what he can do. Like if I can, if, oh, if I can go at the church and get their beliefs, right? That's what he's done. 
I mean, just look at the news right now. You got denominations that are straying away, not only from their beliefs, but from what the Word of God says. Entire denominations, leaders of denominations, they're acquiescing to what the world is doing because that's what he does. Like, if I were the devil, I would just keep doing what I'm doing, keep going after whatever, go after the church, go after your beliefs, go after your thoughts, because here's what he knows. He knows that if he goes after your beliefs, that things will tip over. And if he gets you on your side, then you've been trying, you've been doing, it's like, you know, now that I got, things are, things are not flowing like they were, I'm just going to chip, and 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 I'm just going to chip. And that's what he's doing. Many of you guys right now, he's been chipping at you. Those conversations that you were having last night, he's chipping at you. Because if he chips and chips, he's going to break just a little. And now you're shook. You know that dude isn't for you. You know she's not a godly woman. You know that job and that place you're spending your money trying to please people that don't even matter and that don't even care is not for you? You get your beliefs, like the things that you held true. I'm just going to, God, I'm, I'm, God, I'm wonderfully made and all this, but you're wonderfully made, but you're going and trying to keep up with the Kardashians with all these different surgeries with your body, and the Kardashians are reverse engineering. They're taking out the stuff that you've been paying money to put in. That's what the enemy will keep doing. He'll keep chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping. Talk about division. He'll keep chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping. That's what he does. He wants to steal everything that you have. He wants to kill all your belief. He wants you to bring it as a religious sacrifice. Sacrifice what you believe in what the Word of God says for what the world says, for what he says. He doesn't have any new tricks. But you continue to be an accessory, and you come in here and smile, yeah. You go out there and do the same thing that they do. He doesn't have a new playbook. You know, I know Michigan's going around and trying to steal plays. You don't even got to steal the devil's plays. Some of you that are not sports fans, you don't get that joke. Ask somebody who is. (laughs) If you give the devil an inch, he will always try to take a mile. And many of you, that's what you've been doing. You've been giving him an inch. And he's destined to take a mile. Last thing I would do if you're taking notes is this, is I would destroy your life. Everybody say destroy. 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 The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's what he comes to do. It's the Greek word apolumi, which literally means, now this is one when I'm just being a preacher, because it literally means destroy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what it means. Like, literally, it means to destroy. So in other words, like, I've stole everything from you. Now I've got your thoughts and your beliefs, and those things are shook. There's no foundation there anymore. What your mom and them believe, what church says, what the Word of God says, none of that matters because I'm kind of doing my thing and kind of out here in the world, kind of what the world says matters, so I'm doing all these things, and that's where you're at. He would come to destroy you. And what you got to understand, he seeks to destroy your relationships. He seeks to destroy your potential. He seeks to destroy your dreams because if he gets you tipped over and he's chipping away, some of you guys, you're going to give up there. It's broken. Because what you got to understand, when it's broken, you can't put it all back together. When the sand and the peace start falling out, there's some people that you've heard along the way. There's some things that you said that you don't believe. 
There's some remnants of pain that you've left. Some people have left some remnants of pain on you, and so you're holding on to it, and you're carrying it on to others. All those things matter, but the Word of God is clear about what He can do. But many of you, you're sitting there in a situation, and because He stole some things from you, because He's got your beliefs, and you've sacrificed everything on the altar, you're sitting there, and you're going to allow Him to do what's next. He wants to destroy you. I mean, you're sitting there like, oh, well, Pastor Scott, like, I'm, I'm trying to put it all together. And like, like right now, it's Suicide Prevention Month. And many of you may know family members or friends who found yourself in this place. Maybe it's not suicide, but you're there and you're like, what do I do? I come to church and put on my good church face. And I, I, you see that saying, like, the remnants of my life right now, Pastor Scott, you don't know what's going on. It's cool for you to sit from your high horse on that stage like I ain't been through something. But what I, you got to understand, if you continue to walk with Jesus, but, but many of you, you're scared. And because you're scared, the enemy is excited. Because you're scared, he knows that he's got you. And he says, you know what? Yeah, you thought just a little bit. You thought that was bad. That ain't good enough. I will destroy you. And I won't be finished until I do so. You think that was mad and angry? The enemy is sitting here plotting to do that to you right now. And you're being an accessory to it. And you act like it's okay. That's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy everything about you. That's why we're in a situation right now where you got so much division. With, with God, there's no division. It's only multiplication. That's why I'm in a situation where drugs that used to be illegal, they're now legal because now that we got a legal term, they must be okay. Ain't true. That's why it's all this division with political parties. Like you find yourself hating somebody on the other side of the aisle because one of them is a donkey and one of them is an elephant. That's the silliest things that I ever thought. But the enemy is playing you. He's playing you like a fiddle and you think it's okay and you're clapping right now. In the next 12 months, you're gonna be on Facebook. Matter of fact, many of you guys right now, you have a position about a war in another part of the world that you don't know anything about that country. The only thing that you know is what one of these influencers that you're following, that they're sharing stuff so you will click it and so you will share it and you're being pimped by the devil because he knows if I can get division that's about political party it has nothing to do with purpose it has nothing to do with anything because he knows if he can do that you're going to have all these different pronouns you're going to have kids that will be influenced by Disney that's influenced by the devil and you have people that are going to be influenced next thing you know we're going to have 2,500 genders and things that 20 years ago we would say are outlandish we'll begin to accept and act like they're true because you're falling to the victim of the enemy. I'm trying. And just like y'all got up and clapped every single time you do it, that's what the enemy does. So there's this old message by Paul Harvey. It was a three-minute clip. He's an old radio guy from 1965. And it's entitled, If I Were the Devil, a little bit of the inspiration of this message. I encourage you to go listen to it. It's prophetic. He said it in 1965, he might as well said it today. In other words, he said, if I were the devil, I would continue to do just what I've been doing. Because it's working. The devil can just continue to do what he's been doing because it's working. If I were the devil, I wouldn't change anything. I would just continue to do what I'm doing. I mean, think about it. Maybe you got, you're falling for 
the devil's antics, and that's what he wants to do. If I were the devil, I'd have people questioning their gender when they're kids. If I were the devil, I'd let parents make decisions for kids about their future and about their gender when they can't even pick their own bedtime. If I were the devil, I'd make the hottest female rapper the most vulgar there could be. ski <laughs> Let me stop. I'm trying not to go to hell. I'm trying to help y'all not go there as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is when the band will come out and play behind me and make me sound more spiritual. I need some, I need some old black church Pentecostal organ right now. <laughs> this is that point in the black church when we say, as I close, which means we have four hours and 59 minutes left. But I got four minutes and 45 seconds left. I'm just saying. Y'all go ahead. Yeah, right, like that. Yeah, like that. Here's what Jesus said. I have come to give you life. I gave you what the, the enemy's plans were. But Jesus in one sentence, this is what this fool trying to do and many of you working with him. But I have come to give you life. Here's, let's go ahead and go to the text. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Abundantly literally means more, excess, overflow, overflowing. And so what you gotta understand is like, you feel like your life is a wreck. You feel like the hourglass has been crushed. And many of you guys, if you dig down deep and you're honest with yourself, that's where you really are. But Jesus sent me here today to tell you that that may be what the story was coming in, that you're holding on to this hourglass and it's all busted and it's disgusted and things are out of place. But he says that this, he says that, I I have come to give you life and give you life to the fullest. And this is the God that we serve. And he sent me miles to remind you. We've been talking about the hourglass, but Jesus dropped in my spirit that he said that if you will put your trust in me and come with me, this becomes hourglass. And when it's hourglass, that means that I got you covered. And that's the God we serve. And he wants to remind you that if you will put your trust in him, that this is hourglass. And he sent me here today to say, I don't know what you came in here with, but he wanted me to remind you that you are chosen, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that with faith that God can move mountains and, and that your purpose is greater than your past. And that through the storm, that God will transform you and that Jesus will turn your mess, sir. He will turn it to a message and that you walk by faith and not by sight and that your setbacks are actually a setup for your comeback, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are a masterpiece in the storm, that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of joy, and a sound mind, and that God's love, that it casts out all fear, and that faith is the key that unlocks the doors of abundance. The faith unlocks the doors of 
of doubt. Sir, couple, young lady that's holding on, saying your days are, are ordered, and that by his stripes, whatever it is that you're facing, that, that you're healed, that healing that you need, that it's there. And one thing I love that God says, he said that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing means nothing. And again, that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength and that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world because the Lord is my shepherd and because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that here's what I love about this is that when you take this hourglass, this right here represents the past. This right here represents the future. But this little piece in the middle that's in the center right there where time is happening right now at this moment, it's called the present. And it's called the present because it's a gift. It's a gift from God. And the question is, how are you gonna use your present? Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for every single person that's under the sound of my voice. We're gonna get right to it. For those of you here today, you would be honest enough to say, you know what? I realize that I've been an accessory to the devil's schemes and today's the day that I'm gonna tell the devil, nope, no more. That today's the day I'm gonna step in strong in faith. I wanna walk out these doors and put the devil on notice that his days are over. His days are over in my mind. His days are over in my thoughts. His days are over in my health. His days are over in my finances. His days are over in the things that I choose to put in my body. His days are over when it comes to talking about drinking. His days are over when it talks about using drugs. His days are over when it comes to talking about division. His days are over when it talks about questions because I'm going to trust in God, the one who can give me life, who has all the answers. If that's you and that's your prayer all across this room and online, just raise your hand high right now and say your days are over. God, I pray for every single hand that's raised right now, Lord. For those that are raised their hand right now, Lord, I see the chains of addiction that are being broken right now, God. For those that have relationships that are hanging on by a thread, I pray that you would mend them, Lord. For those that have broken hearts, Lord, I pray that you would mend those hearts. For those that have sons or daughters that have run from the Lord, God, I pray that you would draw them near. For those that have questions, God, I pray they can't walk out these doors today without you giving them the answers, Lord. I see blessing. I see increase. I see finance. And more importantly, as they commit to walking with you and saying that it's hourglass, that you give them life, you give them abundantly, and that there's overflow, and that there's blessing. And we love you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Don't forget to stay connected with us by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CBGlades at Pastor D Hughes.